You're listening to Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus, mountains of Russia. I'm Andrew. I'm your host, Eli. Nice. Well played. And welcome, listeners. It's Tourism Month! That's right. This is installment number two of Tourism Month, a bonus episode. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited at us, as us. You know, it's, it's March, so... In a lot of places of America, that's like of the United States, that's kind of halfway between winter and spring. So it's, it's almost tax day. Everybody's ready for the spring, the warm weather to hit. I'm so ready for the spring. So we're, we hope we're kind of getting you excited for the coming warm months. And maybe some of you will make a spontaneous decision and come to the Caucasus. You know what? I think our tourism emphasis and even our tidbits is are not only going to help those traveling here. I think people are going to really, for wherever they're traveling, wherever they're touring this summer, I think this is going to be inspirational, educational, and informational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was well said. Thank you. Couldn't have said it better. So why a bonus episode? Well, we do pre-record, listeners, <laughs> and episode 20 is already in the works. <laughs> so that's an easy fix. That's not- <laughs> we, we don't need a number. <laughs> Yeah, that's this true. That's not exactly what I was expecting. No, but the because- other reason is we have, we have a surplus of content. <laughs> that's right. See, Eli, when I put you on the spot, you just really roll with it well. Thanks. When you put me on the spot, <laughs> it's bad, bad decision. <laughs> well, what have we got today? So I, I think a lot of you listeners are going to connect with this guy. Um, we, we interviewed, managed to uh, wrangle into the studio. This was last summer. But he's an he's a professional Instagram photographer, which term we def, we define in in the interview. Yeah, but this guy has um, some legit street cred. He's very very um, sought after in his profession, yeah. and he's literally been hired by the ministries of tourism in multiple foreign countries. So when we talk about street cred in Instagram terms, what's that mean? So last summer when we interviewed him. Uh, Josiah, who we interviewed, had 162,000 followers on Instagram. Which that, is about more followers than I have by power of like <laughs> 10,000, I think. Or yes. Like. That, that figure alone like blew me away. But I just checked today his Instagram page, and he now has 216,000 followers. So in the last nine months, Man. that has increased by over 50,000 followers. Incredible. So, uh, yeah, we're going to really learn from Josiah, and he brought his photography skills here to the Caucasus. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. So uh, keep your, I think you're going to really enjoy the perspective Josiah brings to the North Caucasus. But first, we are going to stretch our segment muscles. So speaking of coming here and uh, basically, this is some good free advice we're going to do. So we haven't, listeners, we haven't done a tourism tip or a tourism tidbit in a while. It's a tidbit. Tidbit. Uh, we got some juicy tidbits for you coming up here. Um, so I want to give you some practical advice for how to actually get down here to the North Caucasus. It's not entirely self-explanatory. Yeah. So Eli, off the top of your head, what three pieces of paper do you need to get here to the North Caucasus? Oh, holy moly. <laughs> um, all right. You, to get here? You got to have three. You got to have your passport. Yes. This is, I'm going to speak for Americans, but it's probably true for everyone else. You got to have your passport. 
You got to have your visa. That's right. And um, to get here, your your itinerary. <laughs> That's right. You got to have a plane ticket. Now there, you can get here by train or car, but most people, most foreigners, yeah. would be coming okay. by plane. Uh, I like to still print out my plane ticket and have it in hand in case there's any questions. Yeah, I think all the electronic stuff does not reduce paper usage. It's I'm like, old school. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, so that might sound obvious to some of you, but um, let us walk you through kind of the intricacies of each of those documents or those pieces of paper, travelers, because if you do try to come here, we want to make sure you don't have any hiccups. All right, so document number one. It may sound obvious, but you need a passport. But not just a passport. I mean, you can't just take it out of the drawer and make and be confident it'll work. Yeah. Yeah, so to come to Russia, first of all, if you don't have a passport, go ahead and apply for a passport. <laughs> uh, many Americans have not been out of the country and don't have a passport. So that's tip number one, get a passport. But if you do have a passport, to apply for a visa to Russia, your passport must be valid, the expiration date of it, for at least six months after the date of entry that you apply for. Date of exit. Date of exit. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Date of exit has to be six months, good for six months after that. I'm almost, yeah, definitely. And let's be honest, who doesn't want to update their passport photo? Yeah. I mean, those things, <laughs> they, they, and they work hard to make them look The good. only reason I ever go to CVS Pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> CVS. Yeah. If you've never gotten a passport and you think you're going to travel a lot, get the extra pages. Yeah. Don't get 26, get 52. I think they're just making the big ones now, right? Is that it? Because the visas, they cover a whole page. It's not like yeah. you're just buzzing, buzzing around Europe and you get a, a cute little stamp at each country that takes up a quarter of the page. So, so much for the passport. Yeah. And if you haven't gotten a passport, <laughs> it is an amazing document. The U.S. passport is awesome. And one more thing. <laughs> it's got artwork. It's got quotations from um, American, Native Americans and from founding fathers. It's, it's really awesome. Cool. Okay. Man. Next document. Okay. Um, all right. So passport, make sure you're good on that. Second document is a visa. That's obvious. Skip it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one people have the most questions about. Um, so a couple tips about this. So there are lots of visa companies. You can find them online if you Google like Russia visa. They'll happily help you out. Yeah. If you Google Russia visa, you'll find tons of companies that... They'll process the documents. You just have to fill out the application, get them what they need. And um, pay them a premium. Yeah. But it can be worth it. Uh, one tip with the visas. So for tourist visas, if you're coming here as a tourist, there are two options. You can get a one-month visa, a 30-day visa, with a single entry. So that's you come in once and you leave once within that month. Right. Or if, if you're, you think... In the next three years, you would make multiple trips to Russia For on a tourist visa. Types. Yeah, it's called a multi-entry visa, visa. But this is honestly, guys, this is really great because it's if it it's a better deal than getting two single entry visas. And you, if you think there's a cash good chance, wise, you mean cash wise, yes, and hassle wise. Definitely. Instead of having to do the whole shebang and apply for a visa twice and within use three years, another page of your passport. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could apply if you get a multi-entry three-year visa, you can come to Russia as many times as you want within those three years once you have that document in your passport. And see us! Yeah. It's amazing! So it actually is a convenient document. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you here, I'm, I'm fine saying, comfortable saying this, a single-entry visa should not cost more than $300, uh, a 30-day visa. 
Uh, and you can get a multi-entry visa for under $500. Yeah. We are currently having uh, uh, talks with the Russian government to provide a caucus talk visa <laughs> <laughs> for just for our listeners. <laughs> That's not true. Oh boy, that, that we would have true. made the big time. We would have made the big time if that had been the case. Right. So I do want to say, listeners, if you think there's a chance you would come to Russia more than one time in the next three years, just get the multi-entry. I just think once you come, there's going to be a chance you'll come yeah. back. And if you don't, then get the single entry. Yeah. Um, just to be uh, wise, you want to apply for a visa two months before your date of entry, just to make sure there's plenty of time to get the application done. And Leave get margin. Yeah, you don't want to pay the express fees. Um, so, yeah, that's the visa. And so they'll stamp, the, they'll actually glue the visa into your passport, onto a passport page. And then, of course, you got to buy a plane ticket to come here. Now, a lot of us like to go, you know, it's like you put your start point in and you put your end point in. Yeah. And then you close your browser because you're like, I'm never going to be able to afford that airfare. I'm going from <laughs> Biloxi to Mineral Nivodi. That's our airport. I and hope I th- we get some people here from Biloxi. They're going to be like, what's Biloxi? wrong with Biloxi? <laughs> <laughs> I was just singing Guys and Dolls, and it came to mind. If anyone knows anything about that, you can <laughs> nod knowingly. Um, I'm shaking my head. And you're like, I don't know where you go from Biloxi, probably New York, and then you fly to Moscow, and then Moscow to Minvoti. That round-trip ticket will probably cost more than you want to spend. Yeah. Is that where you're going with this, Andrew? Yeah, you, you nailed it. That's so there's a couple ways you can... Uh, work the system. Work the system. Get cheaper tickets. There are some places that if you want to come straight to the Caucasus and go straight home, you can sometimes get a really good deal, a direct flight all the way to our local airport, uh, which is the Mineral Nevadi Airport. Uh, or Spelled the just like it sounds. Air, airport code is MRV. MRV, like yeah. Mervana, but with an M. But sometimes, you know, especially if you're not coming from the East Coast, that can be like over 24 hours of travel if you do the entire leg straight. So you could have a long layover. Wait a minute. What do you mean direct to Minvoti from where besides Moscow? So, or I mean like a direct itinerary. So Biloxi oh, to, to it. Atlanta, to New York, oh, to do Moscow, what I said. Like you can get it Minvoti. like linked all the way yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes that is the best way to do, especially from sometimes from the Midwest and the East Coast, yeah. you can really get some good deals. Yeah. Worth checking. Yeah. Definitely check it. But often a way you can save money is look for a direct flight from your city or your nearest airport to Moscow. Yes. Sometimes you can get a really good deal, direct flight to Moscow. And then you can just buy a separate domestic itinerary flight down here to Minvadi and back. And you can work it to where you're not going to miss your flights. And those round trip tickets from Moscow to Minvodi, you can get them for less than 100 yeah. bucks. It's or a, in the summer, maybe 200 A little over two hours for mm-hmm. round trip. That's a great price. Yeah. There's actually, this is a good trivia question. I don't know if I've told you this, Eli. There are four cities in the United States that have direct flights to Moscow. All right. They... What do you think they are? Uh, New York, Miami, mm, Atlanta, and Biloxi. <laughs> That's your throwaway answer for the. That's like the obvious answer. D obviously, Biloxi's got the yeah. direct. You ha, you strong start. So okay. New York, <laughs> New York, Miami. Yeah, that's often the one people don't get. Right. Um, Washington D.C. I thought they didn't anymore. They do. Oh, and Atlanta used to, but they don't know. Ah. Atlanta, and Atlanta. Do you know Atlanta, Hartford, Hart, Hartsfield, Jackson, Hartsfield is the busiest airport on planet Earth. I did. I did know that. You probably told me that. My in-laws uh, are from Atlanta, so. Oh. 
Man. I've heard that a time or two. It's crazy airport. But yeah, so New York, Miami, DC, and LA, Los Angeles. I was going to guess, but I figured that would be like too far. You wasted your guess on Biloxi. I, I, every, every, <laughs> every one I thought LA was popping to mind. All right, so those are all direct. Yeah, so if you are close to those airports, you should be able to find a pretty good deal direct flight yeah. to Moscow. Or you may, what may happen is you'll, your regional airport will route you through one of those cities, often especially New York and LAX. Right. Now, and here's the downside to this. If you patch together your own itinerary, then it's on you if something goes wrong. Meaning if you get to Moscow and then you walk up to the desk and you look, you're like, oh, I have two hours, you know, to get to my flight. And you realize that you forgot to calculate in the day that, you know, later that it is and you, and they all stare at you. I mean, yes. I'm just saying, supposing this happened. I mean, I'm not saying I know anyone who actually ever did this like myself, <laughs> personally having ever done this, but... They all stare at you, and then they and then they're like, "Your flight was yesterday," because um, you booked it on the same calendar day. So that would be on you. You couldn't be like, "Well, no. give me a free ticket." We all have our horror <laughs> flight stories and Russia flight stories. So yeah, you got it. You know, measure twice, cut once yeah. when you buy these things. But yeah, it's so what the way I travel. Hopefully, those are some helpful tips if you're considering on coming here worth. and. Listeners, uh, I'm going to put this out there. If any of you are planning to come to the North Caucasus or to Russia in general, I would be happy to help you and just give you any advice, even like check your itineraries. There's a lot of things you uh, can miss. Like, for example, Moscow has three airports. So supposedly, if, for example, a person hypothetically (laughs) flew into one and then was flying out of a different one and had to run across the city with only two. That's an easy thing to miss. I don't personally know anyone who's done (laughs) Yeah, I, I would be happy to help. So shoot me an email at podcast at caucustalk.com uh, and hopefully I could give you some good good direction. But Eli's a jerk and he won't help. I'll help too. I'll help him just uh, you, I will leave it unopened can, until Eli yeah. reads it and responds we'll to himself. Help, though <laughs> you're all probably like, please, don't let Eli help me. <laughs> yeah. So again, three documents to get here to the North Caucasus, passport, visa, and airfare. I hope that, I hope that very logistics- uh, minded tidbit. segment fired you up to come to the North Caucasus this summer. That was more than a tidbit. That was that was like a morsel. I mean, that, that was, was like that juicy. was like a really long blog post. Well, let's get on with it. Yeah. All right. Want to welcome to the show one of the. There probably were a lot of Americans that passed through the Caucasus this summer, but we. Were you going to say the only American? No, oh. <laughs> I said one of the. I wanted to say one of the only, but I know a lot more passed through than we connect to, but. Because Eli and I are some of the few Americans that actually live here, we that often we are able to connect through mutual connections to other Americans. The network of the stars and stripes. Like to Does call this it. mean I'm like one of the only um, Whose phone Americans just did that? We just got a phone That was, that was definitely mine. All right. <coughs> if you wouldn't mind. Does this mean I'm the, one of the first Americans to ever see the Caucasus Mountains? Ye- <laughs> Not. No. Okay. I'm really uh, sad. Now. Without further ado. <laughs> without further ado. A professional photographer. Our first professional photographer. That's right. Give it up for Josiah Gordon. Ow! Ow! <laughs> yes. Welcome. <laughs> All right, so Josiah, who are you and what are you doing here? In our studio. <clears throat> um, well, I'm Josiah. Uh, I'm a, actually an Instagram photographer, which is like a level below a professional photographer. And wow. I'd work, I work on social media and I get um, hired out by tourism boards and I travel um, for this year. I've been traveling almost nonstop, only been home about two weeks at a time at the most. Wow. Um, just been traveling all over. Um, now, wait a minute. 
what if I can ask what actually distinguishes Instagram photography f- I, from just photography? I wanted to clarify: is that a like vocation now? Instagram photographer? I, I think so. I don't know. I th- um, I, I'd, I'd call it Instagram photography just because cool. that's mainly um, what I get hired out for, uh-huh. um, and. I do a lot of my advertising through Instagram and so social media. You post on your account and then they tag you, link you. Oops. Right. So, so um, I'll, I'll post photos and um, basically I, I have two jobs through Instagram. One of them is a photographer and one of them is an advertiser. So um, tourism boards will um, basically pay me to um, go to their country, fly to their country and then uh, take pictures there. And a part a part of me taking pictures there is also posting it on my social media and being like, hey, I just went here. This place is awesome. Huh. You should try coming here and kind of just going around and taking pictures of waterfalls, mountains, like cool places in the area. Because a lot of our generation, like they're all about like what they see, like the wanderlust, mm-hmm. what they see online. They're just going to go for those places. So. Yeah. A that, big part of marketing nowadays for countries is like getting their cool places out there for people to see. Wow. That sounds like one of those jobs when you would tell people about it, they would say, I wish I had that job. Like I wish that job had existed. I mean, that's the yes. thing. Wow. <laughs> seriously. You know, that's really when cool. When did Instagram start? I don't know. But I, it couldn't I, have been more than what, five it, years ago? Oh, it was, it was like eight or nine years ago. I think. Nine? I think so. Instagram? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, we keep were, discussing. I might we just, were, not, not that I think you're necessarily wrong. Eli, you and I were single when Instagram was started. You were. You A were single. A lot has changed since then. Oh, you were not. You were single. Okay. I'm still single. You <laughs> were newly married. Okay. So you said tourism boards hire you. So uh, give us... Uh, who are some people who have hired you? Like, what countries tourist boards have actually hired um, you? Indonesia, Denmark. Um, like the governments? So, Denmark, it'll be. So, I went to visit Faroe Islands. So, visit Good for Faroe you. Islands is the, um, is the tourism board of Faroe, Faroe Islands. So, it's kind, of, it's kind of the government. Yeah, exactly. So, does yeah. everyone know where, the, Andrew, do you know where the Faroe Islands are? Quiz? I know that Faroe Islands is a country in Europe because they're always playing in the, the European soccer qualifying. But I did not know they were close to Denmark. Well, uh, they're not close to Denmark. <coughs> oh, actually, okay. They're uh, they're actually owned by Denmark. Ah, yeah. they're in between kinda Denmark like and Iceland, so like kind of like way out there in the ocean. Gotcha. Yeah, I've watched them play soccer though. Now, how they got named after the Pharaoh of Egypt is another question. Mm. But that was a joke. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Cool. So Denmark, Indonesia, any other? Or other big names we would um, know. This this year, I've traveled a lot more um, with uh, with like small time companies and okay. magazines. So, um, Faroe Islands and Indonesia are the only two that I've worked for as far as tourism boards. Yeah. And then I've also been to India, Peru, um, Puerto Rico. Um, I've been in um, North Caucasus. F- North Caucasus. Uh, four four of the Hawaiian Islands. Wow. Um, and a few others um, that I can't. Is that because off the, the top of my head, the fifth island is like just not worth going to? <laughs> yeah, it's not terrible. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Don't, don't go there. <laughs> trust, trust me. Everyone rolls their eyes like, "Oh, you're going to the fifth one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that one. Wasting money. All right, yeah. All right. Wow. So, wow. This year alone, you've done more traveling than most people will ever do in their lifetime. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I enjoy the heck out of it. Something I love. Because you Definitely. you refer to our generation. How old are you? Twenty one. 
All right, so yes. your generation. Yeah. yeah. I felt a little bit of slight yeah. when you said that, but I'm trying not <laughs> to take it personally. Um, okay, so you, Josiah, probably have... Oh, by the way, tell us, where you. what's home for you? You said you're home only two um, weeks at a time. I have, I have like a funny... A funny um, home situation, okay. but um, right now home is Georgia. Uh, I live, I live Georgia, the Georgia, state, the state in the US. so um, mm-hmm. near Atlanta. Okay, um, mm-hmm. but I've lived in Hawaii the past four years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And I was in Asia for eighteen years. So you grew up. You had you lived your whole life in Asia up till college. Then you were in Hawaii four years. And now mm-hmm. Georgia, so Georgia's not really home. It's like home base for you now. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, I just moved to Georgia last okay. month. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So Josiah, you've probably had lots of crazy experiences with your job. I'm, I'm just assuming. So we're going to do a little, uh, I don't yeah. even know what to call this. Like a Mad Lib. Mad Lib. Where you film okay. right. like a film the boy. Here's the format. <laughs> this is a way for you to Pay tell attention. us. Tell us a funny story in this format from your <laughs> photography experiences. When I was in blank place and was taking pictures of blank object, <laughs> blank person did blank action to me okay. or just did blank. I love Mad Libs. Okay. Fill in the blanks. Should we, should we do one first where, oh, you can't really do it because you already, we already know what the sentence is. You already know is. what the sentence is. I know. Yeah. I've thought about trying to help our listeners along here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> For those of you who've never experienced Mad Libs, it's a game we have in the U.S. A great where you have game. a story, but you take out the core words, like certain nouns, like the character names and verbs of what they do, and then someone, without seeing the story, fills in those words. Exactly. That was probably a superfluous addition. Let's go back to what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, when I was in Indonesia, um, it was a couple months ago. Um, There's no blank for that. I was in Indonesia, Karen, and was <laughs> taking pictures of... Please, keep it simple, please. Okay, okay. When, no, no, you can tell the okay. story. I want to hear the story. I really okay. actually want to hear the story. Um, well, so I was in Indonesia. And wait, wait. Do the Mad Lib. Okay, do the Mad Lib. explain okay. the story. Okay, okay. Andrew, this is his first impression of us. He's never going <laughs> to want right. to talk to when, us again. When I was in um, Indonesia... And was taking pictures of a monkey. Perfect. A another monkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monkeys are people too. Bit my face. <laughs> Whoa! Well done. So, yeah, okay. in the Mad Lab. Very okay. well done. Now, was this like I'm imagining? Was it like the show must go on? Did you get the shot with like monkey fang in your in your facial flesh, or or did it, did you like spaz out and throw the camera? Out? Like what happened? So um, so I was in this jungle in Indonesia, and we had been walking around for it was we had gone camping, so we were in the middle of nowhere, and um, I was just walking around the woods, and there was this like little family of monkeys, so I really wanted to take a to pick, take a picture of them, and in the past. Um, I have this thing where I love to take pictures of monkeys where it looks like they're taking selfies of themselves. <sighs> so, I, have, I used to have that thing too. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so what I'll usually do is I'll, I'll put like a, I have a super wide angle lens right. and, I'll, and I'll put a banana on the side of my camera. Oh my gosh. And then the monkey will reach around to grab the camera and it looks like it's That's grabbing the camera to take a, take a selfie. Um, and I have done it in the past and, um, 
those are the type of photos that do really well. People yeah. really like them. So I Andrew just, actually used to do that with carnivores in Sub-Saharan Africa. But oh, that's another mad lab for another day. Another yeah. mad lab for another like day. Hyenas. Kill, ooh. I got bored of that. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I had this little little family of monkeys. They all came down, and these two two babies came down. Um, oh. like little babies, so you and they were like super playful, like. Uh-uh. And I, I had a pet monkey growing up, and because uh-huh. when I lived in Laos, um, one might have and, one, and uh, and so I kind of, I kind of know how monkeys interact, like just messing with them. So I was messing with the little ones, like pushing them around, playing with them. You're what you would consider a monkey insider, exactly. Yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm, cultural, I'm one, yes. Um, I'm culturally in, intact with okay. monkeys, yes. Um. <laughs> so, so I had these two little monkeys playing with me, and um, I tried to get a picture of both of them, you know, doing the whole selfie thing. And so I put the put the banana next to my camera, so it reached around, got the picture, turned out great. I was looking at the camera, I was like so stoked, and then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, um, the mom, mom or the brother—I don't know what it was—it was, was the mom. It There's was no on my question. face, though. I know wow. that that was a mom um, move, and it was it was like like. You know how in that movie Alien, when like the alien like wraps around yes, <laughs> the person's face, I remember that. and like you just can't get it off. That's it's kind of that situation. So like my hand was like like in between my face and the monkey, trying to like push it off of me while it was like biting my face. And um, yeah, I have pictures. Um, I can't really show you guys. Then the you podcast, did the selfie but, without the banana, right? Yeah, I, then I did a, a, like a normal selfie of myself, like Bloodied. with with monkey bites on my face yeah oh my goodness so if like what was your level of panic between uh you know level you, being a monkey insider yes um between you know one and ten ten being like death so like normally like you know how like when you're in the states and they're like if you see a bear play dead kind of deal so like you know you know how you're supposed to act sure <laughs> <laughs> but like no one ever is gonna play they're dead bear! if they see a bear <laughs> it was just kind of one of those situations where it was like you know you're just supposed to be calm and like just let the monkey jump on you if it bites you once it'll jump right off but i was like i was definitely like trying to get it off of me and like doing every possible motion of you had been preparing your whole life for that moment yeah you just blew it you had the pamphlet in your pocket calmly take it out i had my monkey monkey? spray right yeah uh yeah i'm sure any of us would have done exactly the same thing just say you have a great uh you could really confuse people if you introduced yourself by saying, especially my parents' generation, hey, uh, I'm a, they're like, oh yeah, Josiah, what do you do? I'm an Instagram photographer and uh, my hobby is taking monkey selfies. (laughs) They wouldn't understand one word of that. They would not. They would give you sort of the days like, oh. That's an amazing story. Kids these days. Now (laughs) listeners, I was checking out uh, Josiah's Instagram feed yesterday you have to see the monkey selfie picture. I, my wife and I were just in awe. Like, how did he do that? That monkey's taking a selfie right now. That's awesome. I'm yeah, you saw it's that, really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, well, Good stuff. Good job on I the I have Mad to Lab. say, just true confessions, that fill-in-the-blank question went far better than I anticipated. No offense, Andrew. I just, uh, I had okay. my doubts. So now we're in the, let's get to the North Caucasus, which is where we are, where there are no monkeys yet, unfortunately. Oh, man. <laughs> So you've been here for a couple weeks. Um, I've been, yeah, about a week and a half. Okay, a week and yeah. a half. So 
having been all over, I would like to know, and I'm sure some listeners would like to know, not just what's beautiful about the North Caucasus or even spectacular. What are some things that you find actually unique, distinct, <laughs> and, you know, maybe, um, yeah, that you haven't seen other places, mm-hmm. if anything, just from your observations? Yeah, from the eye of a... We'll we'll say we'll upgrade you to professional photographer. I, I, I'm awesome. perfectly happy. I'm with happy that. Yes. with that. Yeah. Um, well, I went I went camping um, not a couple, like this weekend. Okay. Um, and where, where, what was the name of the place? It's called Arhiz, which is this a ski resort in Karachaychikesia. Yeah, it was it was really beautiful, um, and it really honestly reminded me um, almost of like back home in Georgia a little bit, just like the woods area. And then when I got outside of the woods, you know, you just see these giant mountains. Mm. Now that, that's key. I just want to jump in on that because <laughs> with all the mountains we've been talking about, I'm sure you know people familiar with the the different biomes of the U.S. You know, we're mountains. I think in Colorado, I think in Alaska. But right. the soft, rolling hills and deciduous forests yeah. of the eastern uh, uh, seaboard and and the Appalachian Mountains there. Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. Even if you're from there, they're Appalachians. If you're not, they're Appalachians. <laughs> uh, you know, even uh, that's the first person I've, I've, I've heard liken, you know, so similar to yeah. Georgia. Yeah, so similar. That's um, great. The woods. You're talking about the woods. Yeah, right? the woods. Okay. Yeah, the woods. Yeah. Not the mountains. Georgia's super okay. flat and boring. I wasn't confused yeah. where you were going with that, <laughs> yeah. that comparison. No, just the woods. Yeah, it would really remind me of it. Just like even the different types of types, different types of cheap trees they had. Huh. Sure, um, were really cool. Okay, um, I don't edit that stuff out. By the way. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> we do it all the time. So okay, good. So that was in Arhiz. Mm-hmm. That was in Arhiz, and then yeah. So um, and we went, we went up. Uh, up the valley and you know there's these like you know beautiful houses in the valley just like Mm -hmm. little village houses and we we walked up kind of like the side of the mountain and there's this like huge glacier which i've um you know i've been trekking in the himalayas um um, in in hawaii some of the ranges in there not many people know hawaii for the their mountains but some of the most gorgeous mountains i heard that fifth island actually has yeah the fifth island is just crazy yeah Yeah. you're working up to it (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so i've seen like a lot of different types of mountains um and and seeing the glacier on top of the mountain and like a waterfall just like flowing out of the glacier was like so cool oh that's cool and then we kind of from there walked up uh, to to like a little pass where you it was you were looking into the valley we came from and you could look into another valley mm-hmm. and you were I was just looking out into the sharp peaks out in the distance and it was it was really really cool mm. um, and then another big thing that that really st- stuck out to me was we opened up a map of of the area we we're in and there was just like no exaggeration thousands of alpine lakes mm. um, just like no just kidding. everywhere I like didn't know that. I was looking I was looking up oh. in in, in the mountains and they're just like little blue dots everywhere. Huh. And I think that's what's cool about this place is, um, is that none of that's really explored besides, you know, the villagers who are in the area yeah. or like very true, like very little known. And I'm, I can guarantee you that a lot of those little blue dots on that map are like gorgeous, yeah. like wow. just incredible yeah. that, you know, I bet <clears throat> uh, I need to research this, but, some of the blue dots, the lakes, are tourist spots. I bet there's like 12. Yeah, there's a few. But yeah. you, what you're saying is really interesting. There's probably hundreds that Dude, never get seen. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I was, I was looking at it and just like 
just wanted to come back and spend a year like awesome. walking around and looking at these lakes. You know, I'm, I'm a huge lake guy. I love yeah, Alpine my, lakes. Yeah. It's one of my I, favorite things to photograph. I confirmed that was one of my big takeaways from the, my traveling this summer from this past summer was the lakes, mountain lakes are amazing in the yeah. Caucasus. Yeah. Cool. I'm just thinking about butter land of lakes, you know, from, from Minnesota land of 10,000 lakes. You guys hmm. know what I'm talking about the brand of butter land. Of yes. lakes. No, it's got the Indian woman on it. You guys don't, I, I didn't know that. Native American. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, that's one thing. If, if, <laughs> if the lakes in Minnesota have gotten boring, if you've seen all 10,000 of them, okay, come on over. These yeah. lakes are way better. That's my yeah. upshot. And I love butter. Yeah. Butter's good. So very cool. That was Arhis and pretty much anybody who goes to Arhis just raves about its beauty. Now you also you did some traveling in Ingushetia, I know, right. and then also you did like a sunrise photo session of Elbrus, correct? Right, yeah. Um Ingushetia was really cool. Um, especially once we kinda got started driving up into um the border region. Okay. Um and I was I was really sad because you need a permit to see yes. these like crazy looking towers yeah, that they yeah. had built however long ago but it was like like lord of the ring status where they light fires and it signals another tower right. lights another fire and i just learned like about that goes across the podcast. valley <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was it was like i was like sitting there hearing about it like dude let's go and they're like yeah you need a permit and yeah. i was like crying yeah, good decision but yeah but definitely definitely want to come back and see that um it, huh. it i looked it up online looked at pictures it was just incredible yeah like, so cool looking yeah um and then yeah i went to elbrus a um, couple couple days ago, um, I've uh, I'm I'm a big stickler for getting good light for my photos, and I like hate shooting during midday, especially on sunny days, which uh-huh. it's been super sunny the past few days. Um, so I wanted to make sure I got out there and got good light for my photos. So um, I I was able to get a taxi at two in the morning. Um, actually, y'all helped me out do that. So yeah. got out there in two in the morning and um, drove out for three hours. Sun rose at like five or six and just the mountain. It was super clear, like gorgeous day, no clouds in the sky. Wow. And um the everything was kind of dark and the mountain just started lighting up red. Wow. Um, just from the sun rising. So and it just slowly drifted down the mountain, the the red. And then, you know, the whole valley lit up. But that like split two or three minutes where the mountain's just red is like the prime time for photos. Wow. So I was just loving it. Yeah. That is that's a man committed to his work. <laughs> Got two a.m. Two a.m. Taxi ride. Three hour drive for that two to three minutes. Yeah. And you nailed it, huh? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it turned out really good. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that what they call the Alpen glow? When the when the Alp- like snow covered mountains catch the sunrise or sunset light and that special. I don't know the exact term for it. Alpen glow. I've heard that hmm. recently. It's like that special glowy mountain look. Three minutes of glory. There it is. So my yeah. I want to confirm this. My wife is an aspiring photographer, um, not quite to the level of Instagram. I would say maybe Facebook <laughs> photographer. She's her own account yet. Um, but uh, no, she she actually is very an talented excellent photographer. in her own right. Um, she has told me also that sunny when it's sunny, that's the worst light for yeah. photographer photographs photographs photography. Is that correct? What's the best um, lighting? It's, uh, the reason um, Sunny's bad lighting is because it, um, it's really bright and it also casts like shadows. So you'll have your uh-huh. big shadow on the ground. Like if the sun's shining on your face, you'll your eye holes will be black because it casts shadows from your forehead. Gotcha. So if there's like even light, so basically if it's like super cloudy outside or if the sun's you know behind a cloud or if it's not if it's just on the horizon, 
your your whole face or like mountains or whatever region you're photographing, there's not going to be any shadows and it's all even lighting. Hmm. So it makes it a lot easier to get that the whole look of the photo rather than having like a, a giant splotch on my face that's like black and then gotcha. that spot that's like super bright. I hope everyone's gratitude meter is just going up right now knowing that this is that was free. free. Yeah. This is free. <laughs> this is photography, <laughs> intel, instruction, inspiration. There you go. And let, let us just clarify, listeners. Uh, we, we, you know, we're joking about Josiah being an Instagram uh, photographer. Photographer. Don't don't or don't be modest. How many followers do you have on Instagram? <laughs> um, I think I just hit over 160. Um, yesterday, not 160. 160,000. 160,000 followers on Instagram. That is insane. I only have my immediate kin, but that's on purpose. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So like Josiah is, I mean, he's a big deal. That's awesome. I'm I'm not, I'm not a big deal. Well, as far as Instagram goes, you (laughs) are the biggest deal we have ever had on Caucus Talk. I was just going to say. Not even close. Yeah. So, um, how can people find you on Instagram? Um, just search my name, which is on uh, Instagram. Josiah W G J O S I A H W G. Yeah. Josiah, Josiah W G. Yeah. W G is my like, is my middle name, my okay. last name's initials. And so, so you have, some, do you have some work on your Instagram of your time here in the North Caucasus that I can see? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have, um, uh, I have some photos that I have posted, and then also um, in the coming coming weeks, I will be good putting up a few more stuff as as well as just you know stories, okay. um, like the photos I'll take, I'll put on the stories uh-huh. rather than posting it sometimes. So and, yeah. I'm on his Instagram page right now. And it looks a little bit like Josie Aug. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, is that picture of you? Yes. With the torch? Yeah. Can you add a photo? It looks pretty good, please? doesn't it? Can you, shirtless can you ripped photo with the torch. Yes. Just uh, putting that out there. <laughs> work out. For our listeners. Yeah, there's Elbridge right there. There is that five minute window, three minute window of glory. It is a glorious photo here. You can see it. And if you scroll down a little bit, <laughs> listeners, you can find the monkey selfie. You got to oh, see yeah. it. Pretty awesome. <laughs> monkey selfie. I'm going to look for it right now. You guys keep talking. <laughs> so listeners, if you want to check out uh, Josiah's photography work, he has lots of amazing pictures of waterfalls, mountains. Uh, it's very high quality, uh, beautiful nature. Check that out, Josiah that. WG. Um, Dude, that monkey photo is off the hook. <laughs> Glad you like it. Best mad lib ever. <laughs> um, it's really. I'm really <laughs> glad that I went. <laughs> found that right now, <laughs> Josiah WG. So Josiah, we this we always ask our guests uh, kind of their signing off question. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't prep you with this question. Okay, shoot. But uh, if you could, you've been here about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. First time in Russia, correct? Correct. Okay, and first time in the North Caucasus. If there was one thing you could tell the world about the North Caucasus, what would you want them to know? Because a lot of people don't know this region that well, <laughs> right. or they might have have some negative stereotypes. Right, right, what would right. you like to tell them? I mean, coming into it for sure, I had no idea, even like Russia in general, like yeah. what it would be like, you know. Um, there, I think Russia's got to be one of the most stereotyped countries in the world. Like That's a good good point. Um, good I, I, um, so I had no idea, and I just came in with a very, you know, open mind. I just literally didn't expect anything, okay. and I came in. 
Um, and honestly, just like being down here, I was, um, even though I say I wasn't expecting, I was, I was expecting certain things just because of the stereotypes. Right. And so I was expecting, um, I was, I was not expecting for people to be as kind as they were here. Huh. Like people are just so nice and so welcoming and yeah. like just everybody wants to be your friend. And maybe it helps that I'm American. Um, we're definitely like English. the rudest people he's met. The yeah. <laughs> 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 worst on this show. Then. Yes. Yeah. It's not true. Until you met us, it, things were going well. <laughs> um, no, well that's, you've probably been told since you've been here about the famous caucus hospitality. Oh, well, I'm since I've been here. Yeah. And, and it's been, it. it's been incredible. Just, yeah. So I would, I would definitely, um, just tell people like, dude, it's just people are so nice, and it, it's a beautiful area. There's a lot to see, a lot of history, so much history um, going down into, especially mm. like in Gushetti in those areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here in, um, I didn't know what people looked like down here. I'm right. pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure. Um, <clears throat> People from this area are like the mecca of good-looking people. Wow, yeah, I gotta say, like I think very cool. I think like Adam and Eve were from here, <laughs> and like all all other like how everyone else looks in the world are just like spawns from these people. You were people. just scoring it big yeah. with our comments. Yeah. Just listen right I now. I, I you, just, know. you actually just gained a thousand followers <laughs> in the uh, last on your Instagram. That was crazy seconds. in that moment. <laughs> No, but yeah, the people are beautiful. They act beautifully. Um, it's a it's a beautiful place, um, and definitely, definitely, really glad I got to experience it and take it away and tell my friends about it back home. That's awesome, Josiah. So, uh, first off, uh, Eli, you and I after this uh, recording, let's discuss changing our tagline to "Caucus Talk: The Mecca for Beautiful People." <laughs> I am all about that. Yeah. We could, even, we could even get him to say it, so it's nice and <laughs> from, from straight from home. And the Caucus Mountains Mecca for beautiful people. Nice. If, if yeah. on the off chance that somehow when this episode gets released that Josiah WG uh, pitches this podcast to 162,000 <laughs> followers and you are one of those followers and listening right now, we would love for you to come and check out the Caucasus with us. So we can't, to meet some, can't wait to meet some of you guys. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Cool. All right, well, Josiah, thanks for being with us, man. This was great. For sure. Good to have you. And uh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Sign off.